season two of Talking Torah. We're back. Some people said we won't be back, but here we are. Um, we're back. I'm not sure. Um, not sure how many Torino players are back, but yeah, we're we're, we're back with Talking Torah to preview a little bit the season and review the pretty interesting summer so far. Um, with me, as always, the man to quote Davide Vagnati. I'm always defending from that testa di cazzo. Robert Gilman, how Hello. are you, my friend? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. Uh, you, you managed to talk me back for uh, for season two. I was a little bit upset after um, actually Bellotti leaving, and um, he's not left. He's not gone anywhere. Well, he, he he has left. He also hasn't said goodbye. I'm waiting for. Um, didn't even didn't even uh, retweet or like my video. Um, so yeah, he's sort of like a husband who's left in the middle of the night, and uh, he's not even left a note for the kids. Um, but maybe maybe that will come. Maybe that will come. He's gone. He's, he's sleeping under a, a railway bridge somewhere. I do think he would just emerge and he would look totally different. Like he'd either have put on like twenty pounds or lost twenty pounds and just look like a new man. But he's I gone. Still... He's gone. We need to think about players who are still in the squad. Simone yeah, Jazza is the new hero. You know, well, you know the funny thing, and um, we'll come on to it. But the funny thing I was thinking about a couple of months ago, we listed that. Um, group of players Torino had on loan or with 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 buying options um and it's obviously it's obviously a strategy of Torino's at the moment is to is to get players on loan that they can't afford no intention of buying and and and, and then doing the same thing the following some of a whole group of new players but anyway we went through a list um which was about seven or eight players uh none of them have re-signed but the one we missed double p Pietro Pellegri has resigned, so there you go. It just shows we know absolutely nothing. And I think everyone knew that already, but that's just confirmation of that. But so how? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a loaded question, but uh, yeah, what are your kind of thoughts on how the summer is going so far? I mean, I think we'll, we'll probably get onto the sort of um, the explosion and the catalyst, which may have actually breathed a little bit of life into. Uh, Torino's summer and sort of transfer Mercato but I think I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag I think there are some transfers which have um, not materialised which I can sort of understand the reasons for so sort of Mandragora as disappointing as it is that he didn't sign I think a lot of Torino fans would have liked him to stay at the club I think he wanted to stay I think when we've got the finances in such a, a state where uh, because and and Cairo talks about this quite a lot because of the, the the pandemic, not a lot of clubs are sort of making a profit anymore, and he's trying to sort of make them relatively self sustainable. He, we couldn't sort of justify spending twelve million euros on a player who is going to be a third choice or sort of a reserve um, midfielder. He, he wouldn't wouldn't get in the team over Richie, wouldn't get in the team over Lukic. So I can sort of understand that. It looked like Julio Maggiore from uh, Spezzi would come in. But I think Juric has vetoed that, which is now, which I think that vetoing a lot of transfers, which Vagnetti had put um, sort of on the table, is probably the reason for the the dispute, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners were eager to hear us talk about. Yeah, I think from my side, it's just it's a very predictable summer. It is um, we've done that usual thing of getting one or two deals in early, but it's all about brinkmanship, isn't it? It's all about um, so much will be done last minute. And even if, like, we're very focused on Torino, but if, if I look across Serie A in general, if I was a supporter of 75% of the other teams, I'd probably be pretty disappointed about their lack of activity, um, just to put that into context. But I think it is disappointing because uh, I have a personal feeling that, yeah, a lot of the deals would be done late. We might not get our first choices. Um but I just, it's a very frustrating lack of momentum because we last season was a decent season. Um, we had the nucleus of quite a good side and it was fairly clear when we reviewed the season where the side needed strengthening on the provision that some of the, the players could be could be kept. But it just seems that Juric uh, has gone back into um, Mr. Angry mode uh, where nothing's good enough. Vagnati seems to be working to, not it not in harmony either with the president or with um with Juric himself. And Cairo, 
I don't know, I haven't seen or heard of Cairo all summer and bearing in mind that um, allegedly, or the suspicion was that uh, the insults last week were partially directed at him, that, yeah, I mean, it's very strange. And I also just want to say something about Gazzetta della Sport because that used to be the the place to go to for um, yeah any kind of authoritative information on Italian football. And maybe in some cases it still is, but as a Torino supporter... It is. Uh, it's, it's just not worth reading Gazetta anymore. I don't know if you. I don't know how much you read it or follow it, but you don't get a single transfer rumor about Torino about the only team because obviously <laughs> Cairo probably vetoes that in case we, um, in case there are signing. You know, in case those rumors don't materialize into signings, there's then very the, little criticism. Alternative, of, yeah. Alternatively, as well. Sorry to cut you off there, but alternatively, I also find what Gazetta will do is they'll build up if we have signed somebody, or they'll build a player who's already in the squad, and then do a big, a big piece in the middle of the of the paper to say, oh, Simone Verdi is coming straight back off a line at Salernitana, and and this is now his season. Like I'm, I'm amazed I've not seen that article yet. Maybe it's to come. I think. Well, yeah, I think it probably has been there. I mean, some of that is also aimed at selling players, I'm sure, but. Yeah, it's just, it's it's kind of frustrating. And I think we'll come into it. I think the deals Torino have done have been, there's, I've probably seen 50, 60 players linked with Torino. Uh, I, you know, probably at least 20, 30 of them have been like 24 hours away from signing. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who don't think they know what they're talking about. And, and maybe there's a lot of people within the club who are just firing shots everywhere. But you know, the, the couple of players we've signed have actually come from nowhere. The three the three players to my mind who signed there was very little fanfare and they came from one minute to the next had been signed so it, it, it is all very strange um and it's worrying for me that as I say momentum has not been built on um uh, there seems to be a lot of disagreements and also just forgetting the first team it's just nothing's been done seemingly about Robaldo the, the training ground from the commercial marketing um, image of the club doesn't seem to be of any, any development. The website and social media channels are the new, shirts, is, the new shirts. Yeah, are good. The new shirts are good there. Yeah, but I, I don't know how much you can credit a club with the shirts anyway. I think a lot of that just comes from the from the kit manufacturer. Maybe working. I mean, I don't want to take credit away f- from someone in the club. If but you know, most clubs are doing decent shirts these days. I just I, I, I I'm very I'm yeah I'm very disappointed with um with what hasn't happened and just yeah it, it just feels like uh it's a classic Cairo summer of not building on 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 a platform really and kind of going backwards and um yeah we'll, we'll kind of come on to the, the ins and outs of, of of the squad and and how we think it will look for the opening matches of the season but it's it's been a first yeah been a very frustrating summer yeah no I agree I agree with all of that I think it's um it's going to be difficult to see the changes that we want happening under the Cairo regime. I think it's it's been sort of 15 years. Why would it change now? I think, if anything, I think this would be a good time for Cairo to look at selling. Uh, I think there was a couple of rumours that a, a couple of American um, uh, sort of consortiums are looking at buying a couple of clubs in Syria. Um, I think it's always surprising, possibly for the reasons you said with Gazetta, that Torino are never sort of mentioned as one of those sides who um, people are looking at taking over because you have got a, a team there with the history in a big city um, that you could sort of cultivate and and probably got more potential than than some of the other clubs who have who have had sort of um, owners or new owners and and people taking them over. It's also my what I've always thought is you've got to be careful what you wish for. Southampton have had um, a couple of takeovers in the last couple of seasons. We've just had one in the last couple of months and that seems to be going okay and seem to be investing investing in the squad. But you could get, it's, sometimes the grass isn't always greener and, and you could get somebody who comes in and, and puts even less investment and and literally takes the brain money and just sort of pockets in themselves. I don't think that will happen. I think even though a lot of the transfer deals might be loans with obligations, Still, we are still spending the the wages. We are still sort of buying players. I think the the most worrying thing would be if we literally just sort of left it at these three players, and that was that. Um, I I think we'll see at least five or six new play, players come in before the start of September. 
Yeah, I just, I, again, I just, I just don't think the club is, uh, there's any kind of creativity within the club and any kind of motivation to, to kind of try new things and, uh, and move forward in different ways. It's just everything seems to move at a similar pace to, to how, to how it's moved before. And yeah, I just, I mean, Cairo won, well, he didn't win, but it was a quite a significant legal, um, dispute or challenge he was involved in over the past few years which I think has taken a lot of his focus and energy and that that was settled a few weeks ago so I did wonder whether emerging from that whether we would suddenly he would be um, front and centre of everything again but it it does feel like I don't know it does feel like he's I'm not seeing many signs of really investing in the future of the club and taking it forward. It's all, you know, look at the way we sign players. It's all 12 months here, 12 months programming every time. So I just wonder in the background whether, yeah, whether a sale is, is something which could happen in the next season or two. And I I don't think Torino will, I, I appreciate the, the risk element, but I just don't, I don't think Torino will move forward at best from being an eighth place finish club. Uh, when when all everything kind of falls into place, to being a side which scrapes relegation as we have been for a few of the recent seasons until Cairo moves on, I th- I, I think he's had his time. I, I think the big the, the frustrating thing is actually I think if you had thirty forty million euros of investment and were able to keep say like a Bellotti, that's like if you said that you were going to do that and suddenly you go okay we're going to, we're going to buy these players we're going to spend sixty million euros. That would allow you to keep Blotty. Might have even allowed you to keep Breckelow. Bryant would be one of those players who'd bring in. I think that this team, being seeing how well they did against the top sides, I don't think there was much away from them sort of making a big jump and then them sort of being within the sort of Atalantas, the Lazios, the Fiorentinas, even sort of and, and sort of fighting. Not not Champions League. Let's not be too unrealistic. But the, this season will be unique in the fact that we, we break for the World Cup so teams in the Champions League have got quite a difficult schedule in that they'll be playing sort of twice, three times a week sorry up until that World Cup break then a lot of their squads are going to go away to the World Cup, could come back overjoyed and elated that their, their countries have done well or alternatively could be very disappointed, obviously the Italian players can just have a, have a rest on the beach but um I think this could be a season where you'll see a couple of shock results and you might see not maybe a shock Scudetto winner, but maybe a surprise side sort of in the top six, top five for longer than you would imagine them to be normally. Um, and I think with a little bit of investment, Toro could have been that side. Um, and now we're relatively sort of starting afresh where we've we've lost Bremer, we've lost Bellotti, probably our two best players. Then Brekelo and Prayet were probably the most, two most creative players, like both of those. So it could be a very, very slow start to the season again and, and probably going to be sort of January onwards where we're going to see the sort of best form for from the team, If obviously if the new arrivals arrive. Yeah, I think that first half of the season, there'll be a lot of teams just kind of stumbling around in the dark. And I think what the World Cup will allow you, certain teams is a chance for a second pre-season to be coached, to get fitness levels back up, to use that kind of January transfer window. And I think it may be a season of very, two very distinct halves where we see um, a significant, um, in the second half of the season, to you know, completely different teams um, to hit form. But I mean, going back to your point, if I'm, if I'm being positive, I'm looking at Torino improving on 10th place from last season. I need to look at the teams who are going to be weaker. Um, and I think realistically, we would be targeting Verona Fiorentina and Atalanta are three of the teams that finished above us. Um, apart from maybe Verona, I don't think we've out uh, outperformed the other two in the transfer market so far. And then the threats from below. Currently, I don't see any any team who's invested significantly or re- really improved the team. So yeah, the opportunity remains in these next few weeks to to really improve the team and and at the very least. Um, get a squad in it that is going to comfortably um, get us in the top half of the table. But I mean, should we talk about a few of the players who've gone uh, first? Should, so, we start, should we start with Bremer? I'm so interested yeah. to see your um, uh, viewpoint on this because obviously we've, in Toro Villain in the past, we've sort of 
we've mentioned Bowseretti. I don't think we've done Ogbonna just yet. That might be a, a season two spoiler. Um, but from players who've, who've moved directly between Juventus and Torino, or Torino and Juventus, um, I hold, hold absolutely no malice or ill will towards Bremer. I think for, from my point of view, I think he probably preferred to move to Inter. The, the stories are that he was he was named after uh, uh, Andres Bremer, so he's, he's named after a, a former Inter player. And that seemed to be most of the, the transfer talk for probably six, seven months that Inter was going to be the, the destination. Uh, Juventus then go and sell Delict. They've got loads of money and, and do probably what more teams should do. They, they identify a player they want and then they make an offer, which is probably straight away at the valuation. There's no sort of messing around. It was just, here's the here's the offer. I think it's sort of 40 million euros, might go up to about 50. And it was, I think, when Inter weren't going to match that, it's impossible for, to turn down both from from Torre's point of view and, and from the player's point of view. Um, and I think it was, there was a video which went um, was on the Twitter a couple of weeks ago or maybe even last week with uh, somebody in, uh, with a Torino shirt and Bremer sort of was walking into the hotel, noticed the Toro shirt and, and went out of the, the queue to, to go and sign it. So I think he's, I, I'd be disappointed to see if, if he got sort of abuse in the same sort of level of abuse as, as the previous team of players mentioned. Do. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not wishing him good luck, put it that way. Um, I think a serious club would have, uh, would have found more suitors for a player who was uh, yeah, the best defender in Serie A last season. I just don't think, I think again, it's part of our strategy that um, I don't know how much we pushed with overseas clubs. I mean, yeah, the, there are financial challenges in football and we're, we're talking about a player who hasn't played in the Champions League and isn't in the Brazil squad yet. So I could understand there may be some reservations about paying the price we wanted. Um into we're trying to do a deal on the cheap, um, you know, 30 million plus uh, potential loan of some of their younger players. It, that really wasn't that, you know, that wasn't a an appetizing deal for, for Torino at all. With Juventus, I mean, Juventus came in with a fee, which I think um, was a good one. Um, and, Theoretically, it should allow us to 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 improve the team. I'm, I mean, I'm very disappointed to lose a player to Juventus, especially four or five months after they pinched uh, Gatti from us as well. Um, I did wonder in January when they signed Gatti whether that was a long term play to to put him in the deal for for, for Bremer, but obviously that hasn't worked out like that. Um, yeah, it's just. It, if it will be irritating seeing him in the Juventus shirt next season, especially I think he will do quite well there. Um, see, I'm not. Albeit, see, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not. Being a defence, which is yeah, which yeah, if I look at their defence, it's uh, it's not looking. You got Bonucci, who's who's um, not getting any younger, and then if you got there's two Brazilian fullbacks either side of him. So, but yeah, um, I can just see him scoring in a derby against us. So I see that. That's- Let's not hope for that. But um, yeah, I think it, it's it's a difficult one because you don't want to wish a player luck. I, bet. I think there's a, especially when he moves when he moves to Juventus. I think if he'd moved to Inter, I think he probably would sort of wish him wish him well for the rest of his career. So it's not really quite that. But he's it, now sort of he's just another player. Really, it's not some somebody who I'm gonna. If it, say I was at the stadium for a derby, I wouldn't I wouldn't be booing his name. But also, if he if he was a man of match performance, I'd still be sort of I'd be ruining the fact that that he's had such a good performance against us. I think the, I think for the player, I think the inter move or or move into Tottenham or or Chelsea in in the Premier League as were apparently rumoured, probably would have been a better move for him just in the fact that he's excelled in a in a three man defence. So going back to a sort of back four, I mean that's sort of back to sort of the early days of of when he first arrived at the, uh, at the club. Um, again, whether he's going to be able to adapt to that, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think I think we, I, given the fact we knew he was going to leave, I think we can't complain at the fee. It's just the destination is is a bit of a shame. Yeah, I mean, I think that also leads us on to Mandragora, who was a deal we had to strike with Juventus. Uh, we weren't willing to pay the fee, and then a few weeks, well, a few days later, he goes to Fiorentina for a, for a smaller fee. There's a few ways of looking at that. I don't think three. I don't think Juric 
I think I remember your last year describing him as a normal player. And I also, his stock, uh, once Richie came in, he was, he got a, he was getting less minutes last season. I don't think he was, uh, I think he had an okay season last season, but I think there was two or three better midfielders. I don't think Torino wanted to pay the fee and I, I don't necessarily think that was an issue on the Juventus side, which is probably quite strange for me to say that. Um, and I think Torino used it as a little bit of an excuse. And so, I mean, going on to, to Mandragora, I'm, that's one I'm, I'm willing to let slide not signing him because I think the money could be invested in, in different ways, but it's partly kind of what it represents as well. It's kind of a, at the moment, it feels like we've lost too many players and, and, and not replaced them. Yeah. And well, let's probably go on to um, more attacking players now. So, uh, Josip Brekelo, I think it's probably discussed a, a little bit at the end of um, last season, or uh, yeah, end of last season and, and the podcast then, because it was announced that Brekelo wanted to go and play in the Champions League. Um, hasn't caught that move and as far as I'm aware last time I, I saw it, it looks like he's he's going to be stuck in Wolfsburg for for the rest of the season so probably in hindsight I do wonder whether that could be something it seems like he I, I think again it depends whether he um, pushes for a move at the end of the window but I, I wouldn't be massively surprised if maybe come the end of August and still nobody's signed for uh, nobody's come in for him if there was an availability to bring him back in on loan and we were struggling to for reinforcements, whether that could could happen again. Uh, it might be a little bit awkward, bear in mind it would be uh, at the last game at the uh, Grande Torino. Um, but yeah, it does seem like he may have um, unrealistic expectations of his own ability. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those whole host of players who will probably move in the last week last week of the transfer window. I don't think he'll come back because I think too many bridges have been too many bridges have been burnt. Um, but there were the other two. There's Priet, obviously, and Piazza. Piazza, I, don't, I think we agreed at the end of last season. He just he hadn't done enough to warrant um, staying on, and I think he looks like he may head off to a lower uh, lower half Serie A team. Um, Priot is a strange one because it's actually been very quiet on that front. There's, you know, occasionally there'll be a there was talk of Vanyati being in the UK a few days ago. I mean, I don't know how many places Vanyati can be at once as well because he was in he was in the Netherlands, he was in the UK, he was in France. It was so. So again, a lot of his rumours to take with a pinch of salt. I, my association with Priot is we will, we are trying to, or we will try and re-sign him. I'm not really sure what the holdup is for, but I guess I, I I think it will just come down to finding the right terms of Leicester and maybe also Leicester looking at um, if another club is willing to, um, to, you know, to, to 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 guarantee the money rather than Torino looking at another loan, um, or or be it a loan this time with a definite uh, commitment by at the end of it. So. Prior, I yeah, I can possibly see coming back. I think a lot of Torino fans would like him to come back, um, but it's clear that kind of attacking area is um, needs a lot of work. Yeah, I think. And, yeah, I, yeah. So sorry, yes, sorry, sorry to uh, until we're rusty from uh, summer breaker. Um, I think. Um, I think uh, my my inclination is that Prior will um, return. I think it might just be one of those where because of his fitness issues, we're sort of a little bit reluctant to pay the fee that Leicester are after. But I, I think if it became an issue where we're either not going to get him or um, because of the fee, I think I think Juric will be pushing for it. I think that's probably one of the, one of the loanies from last season that Juric was sort of quite adamant about. Yeah, I'd like to re-sign him. My only concern from Leicester's side is they do seem to be selling quite a lot of players for quite quite a, a lot of sort of transfers have been talked about with them selling players. So in that situation, whether they feel like they might need to keep him in the squad, I think I think personally Pratt may prefer, as I'm sure 99% of the population would, to put to live in Turin rather than Leicester. Um, so I think maybe towards the end of the, the window, if he was still there, I think Pratt would maybe also be pushing for a move to 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 go back to go back to Italy. Yeah, I think I'm fairly certain he will be playing in Serie A next season. It's just whether we're, yeah, whether we're able to, to kind of massage to deal with Leicester. So 
Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk a bit more about the ins in in the kind of second part of this podcast. I guess in the striker role, um, looking at what we had last season, um, Pellegrini has re-signed. Sanabria is probably the one kind of guaranteed um, to be part of the squad. Zaza incredibly still a year left on his contract. I mean, it, I, I don't know. I feel like his, his contract's expired already, should have expired two summers ago. But yeah, Zaza is someone we need to... It's probably one of five or six players, if you want to talk about the, the fat, fat still in the squad as well, uh, who we need to get out. And then obviously Belotti, I think we spent a lot of energy talking about Belotti towards the end of last season. The feeling... What surprises me, I guess, I guess the feeling, the headline is it looks like he may be going to Roma as a kind of backup, backup striker to, to, to Abraham. Um, what surprises me is... I think he left last, I think when he left in May or June, wherever it was, I don't think he had a clear plan. That's quite clear. Um, I wonder if he'd hoped in a bit more from the Torino side. I do wonder that's why maybe he didn't say, he didn't say goodbye or he didn't commit to, to anything and towards the end of the season. And I wonder if that, I wonder if there was a door open and, there wasn't the willingness from from the club to to maybe meet the conditions or certain guarantees he wanted. And this is just me speculating. Um, But what's surprising when I see West Ham pay 40 odd million for for Skamaka. um, And I know he's a different, slightly different profile to Blotty, but it just surprised me that Blotty has been on the market for six weeks and he's, yeah, it it seems again, very few rumors has been talk of, of clubs in Liga. Um, I've heard a bit of the Premier League, but I think it's all pinch of salt stuff. But yeah, so it's surprising that his, it looks like he may end up going to Roma to be what, uh, Europa League or, um, yeah, someone who's going to play in the cup competitions and, and, um, and maybe not be a first choice. So I, I, it seems it's, yeah, his stock it certainly isn't what it was five or six years ago. I think, I think the probably depressing thing about that would be the fact that he, he can earn more at Roma as a as a sort of bit part player and a squad player than the offer that that Torino offered him. I think if if Toro came in maybe with the same figures as as Roma, maybe he would have stayed. And I think I, I'm, I'm relieved. I think there was a little bit talk about possibility of him going to Juventus as backup for Vlaovic. That would have been, I mean, totally different from the Bremer situation, and and that would be sort of catastrophic. Oh. Catastrophic yeah, I w- from our point of view. I, w- I wouldn't rule that one out. Well, I mean, it looks like Mertens has rejected Juve from a out of loyalty to Napoli. There have been one or two whispers about Bellotti, and I wonder, I wonder if he would do the same. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, the Roma thing, it it looks like Roma need to sell, and it might be that they're selling one of their forwards to Torino, which we'll come on to in in part two. But yeah, I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't rule out Il Gallo being. Um, uh, being with the old lady next season, so. I think he may need to find a co- another co-host if that happens, because I might <laughs> need uh, might need six months of therapy if that was to happen. Yeah. Um, Maybe you just you you'll end up being a Juve fan. Well, <laughs> let's not even joke about these things. Let's not even joke about these things. Um, but yeah, I think I, I I genuinely thought after after he didn't say goodbye. I know he's not a again. I don't like to sort of. <laughs> reiterate this point too much, but it does make it sound like you've got sort of that, eh. sorry, it does make think, it sound like I think you already need up the there. therapy, you got, mate. You got me, yeah. It does sound like I've got attachment issues, but um it I just felt it was very strange that even like even players who were online like left a message on Instagram. I know Bellotti's not a massive sort of uh Instagrammer and it sort of lets his wife take care of a lot of that. But um, the fact that he didn't made me think, does he think he's coming back? Does he think there's a potential to come back? And the only thing which really cemented it, that he wasn't coming back, was when Sanabria took the number nine. <laughs> that, that was literally where I was like, oh, you can't come back and wear like 99. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, I think I do need to move on. I need to let him go. Um, Rome is probably not the move he would have dreamed of, but I, th- I suppose he would have, I think Milan was probably where he wanted to go, but they they don't have room. They've signed another striker. He'd probably play the back backup choice in um, that team too. I mean, Roma have um, made quite significant signings. They've got Mourinho. I think Blotti is very Mourinho type player, somebody who's sort of 
Yeah, it'll be, it'll be good at right back. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll play. He'll play half the season at right back. I do think as well the World Cup. I think had Italy qualified for the World Cup, I do think his priorities might have been different, and that probably would have meant there was more chance for him to stay. In. But um, yeah, we still the fact that we still don't know. Um, I, I mean, I was half expect, like you said, he he didn't realise that he was out of contracts. Maybe he. Um, I'm surprised he didn't turn up to pre-season training and just sort of like like that scene in David Brent in the office where he uh, he just keeps turning up and, and and going into the office. It's 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 it feels like that's something he could have done too. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think you are going to have to let go. I mean, wait, let's tell you that Carol Linetti might be leaving you. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make a few weeks off. But if I could drive, I'd be driving him to the airport. But um, it's probably safer that uh, for both of us that I don't take up that option but yeah, yeah maybe maybe I'll, maybe I'll get him on the megabus i think just one one final thing on 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 Bellotti is his in his whole time at torino he barely spoke but barely did a press conference barely i mean apart from anything beyond the kind of formulaic stock answer he's just not someone who is particularly expressive um so in that sense yeah he's quite he's quite old school in a way yeah. um and it, it'll be interesting I, I, for me. I couldn't care less anymore. But um, but for someone like you to, I hope you get your goodbye when maybe when, maybe when, happy. He, when he when he when he's unveiled at Rome in a number two shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but anyway, should we um, should we take a quick break and we'll uh, we've let go. You've let go of the players who've left. Um, ben Kone as well. That'll be a, That's a yeah. Another one you're very sad about. No, no but, more uh, no more cameos and get booked within ten minutes. Cool. Should we come back and talk about who's actually coming in? That sounds like a good plan. Hello, and as uh, you would have just heard there, um, our uh, post-podcast uh, briefings aren't as um, sort of confrontational as uh, Davide Vagnetti and even Juric in, a, in the mountains of Austria. Um, but I think that that probably sums up a lot of the frustrations for Torino fans in the in the summer um, transfer window. And whilst it's quite unusual to have a sporting director and a coach sort of go at it like that in, in such a fashion, it's probably, and I think what a lot of people uh, are hoping, myself included, that that is going to improve and sort of speed up and act as a catalyst for some transfer and market activity. We've already signed one player since that uh, dispute. A couple more players have been have been linked. Um, so I think we're going to go through the sort of Toro squad as it stands now and sort of look at the sort of areas where we need to improve and and what our thoughts are sort of on a position by position basis. Does that sound okay with you, Peter? Sounds good. Um, so let's look, look at the goalkeepers. So there's been no changes. Barisha. Uh, the man we call VMS and uh, Jamelo, so all three are still in the books. There hasn't been a lot of talk of goalkeepers, but the sensation is that uh, Malinkovic-Savage may move out. And I've seen that today that um, the Napoli goalkeeper Merritt, uh, with them possibly signing Kepa, um, there has been... We have been linked with him. We were linked with Golini earlier in the summer before we went to Fiorentina, and there's been talk of uh, Drogowski as well. So there's been kind of whispers about goalkeepers. I wonder if it's maybe not a priority uh, in the sense that Juric might be content to start with Berisha, but in an ideal world would like a better goalkeeper. My feeling is if we can get the players further forward that we need in and there may be a goalkeeper coming in. Personally, I'd love to see a better goalkeeper then. I'd be, I would like to see maybe someone like Merritt and uh, Berisha as number two. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Merritt, that that rumor 
today coming through is quite reassuring because I definitely think we need a number one goalkeeper. Barisha is a is an able number two and I don't think he would sort of you'd have sort of fear when he was named on the team lineup, but he's not a number one. He signed as a number two, even against the sort of number one as like Milinkovic Savic, who was unproven. Um Milinkovic Savic weirdly had was rumoured to Brentford, but they've now signed a, another keeper. Uh, so that seems to be going nowhere. I do wonder what they would have seen. I, I still think it probably would have been that, that free kick he hit the bar with in the Coppa Italia. That must be the, the only video you would be sort of using to try and sell Milinkovic Savic because unfortunately he hasn't really had many highlights in a, in a Torino shirt. Uh, but yeah, Merritt signing Barisha as number two. Jamelo loaned out. Be quite happy with that. Yeah, the other thing with Milinkovic Savic is in the Serbia squad and heading to the World Cup. So I think it'd be in his interest not to be um not to be on the bench somewhere. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think I think the goalkeeper situation is one to keep an eye on. Wing back, strangely, maybe the position we are best served at the moment, because we have uh, iPod Diner is still there. And it's been very little I think he's got a year left on his contract. It's been very little talk of him. Uh, very few links with with the Premier League, which is what we anticipated. Certainly, Fulham, neither Fulham nor his ex-Fulham manager Scott Parker have seemingly come in for him. Uh, so there's Ina Singo, Voivoda, and then there's two of the three new signings at wing back. So one is Brian Baye, who's come in from Catanzaro. So uh, a pretty big leap for him. And then we have the soldier uh, Voivoda. Um. I think that, yeah, we're possibly, it's possibly an area if we went in with those five players, um, I'd say satisfied might, might might be the word. I think there could be an argument to bring in another quality wing back, but I think someone probably, I think you'd probably have to look at selling Liner uh, to, to justify that. I think my only concern is, and I think we've got a lot of depth there and they've got players who can play on both flanks. Obviously, the only pl- Lazaro, I believe, played for Benfica a lot at left wing back despite being right footed. Apologies, um, I'm not even sure if I mentioned Lazaro. I got so carried away with uh, it's just by EA. But it's yeah, the, that, that, yeah, yeah. It's the um, the as as I correctly pointed out on uh, Twitter, is the second uh, Valentino to play for Torino, and I don't think he's going to be as good as the first. Is that um, true? Oh, Has I assume, been? Uh, I assume so. That... I, hope, I hope not. I hope my I would, facts haven't been. No, nobody called me out of it on Twitter. So I did. I, I just spent at least twenty-five seconds thinking if I could think of another Valentino, and yeah. I'm sure there must have been one. Wow. But, uh, yeah. He, but he, there. Yeah. If I am wrong, then I will. Um, I, I, I can do you a deal to anyone who's listened to this pod and come up with another Valentino. Rob will send you a Andrea Bellotti, one of his Andrea Bellotti stickers. He need, desperately uh, needs to get rid of. Uh, and the pin, the pin badges, are more, more, the more of the, more of the, uh, got more of those in the stickers. But yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll hold that out. But maybe to a maximum. Hopefully, it hasn't been for each different Valentino. Hopefully, there hasn't been like sixty that I've forgotten about. Um, but yeah, he's he's primarily a, a, a right wing back. I think that's where he he made his career. Um, I think he did very well at Hertha Berlin. That got him to move to Inter. But I think at Benfica he was playing on the left. So my only concern is there's not one left footer in in the, in our wing backs. So that would be the area I would be looking at um, improving if we could obviously keep Singo. He'd be the first choice on the right. I think Voivoda, I think he's currently injured as well. So whether he returns for the start of the season, I'm not so sure. But no issue. Lazaro is always a player quite, quite um, been impressed with. Um, doesn't doesn't always sort of play uh, in the last couple of years. And that's probably what, obviously why he's, he's left into it and been loaned out. But I think he could be a good player. Um, and Voivoda, again, one of the most improved players from last season. It would be Baye again difficult for me to 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 talk as as much as I like the um, the, the Serie C and, and Fadjir in the past that I, my Catanzaro knowledge isn't quite as good so I wouldn't be surprised to see him loaned out and then if we could sell Aino and get a, a left footed left wing back I think I'd be quite happy with the depth there um, and we've, then you've we've got two linked- players for each position. Yeah. There's been very few links at wing back. The only other player we've been linked with is, uh, I forget his name, but he's uh, similar to the Bayer profile as a guy at Rimini. Um, I think he, and I think he would be yeah. for the Primavera um, primarily. And 
yeah, I think I, I think that's the thing. If you've got two, you've got two sort of first team options for each position in an injury crisis or whatever. I know you've, you've we've got your five sub- substitutes as well, so you really want to have sort of uh, first team ready players in your sort of first team squad. And then if you do have a, an issue and you need some to bring somebody in, like I think that is something Torino should probably look at more is, is bringing players through the Primavera. Other than Bongiorno, there isn't any. Well, we'll get onto Adara later, but uh, and Malico. But so Bongiorno is really the only going to be sort of Primavera product who's going to be in and amongst the squad next season. Um, so I don't think even just playing some, bringing in, in an injury crisis, bring one player back up from from the youth team and then t- taking them back down. That's sort of how I prefer it to 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 work rather than keep by a in and around the squad not playing makes a bit more sense to loan him out to the Serie B side. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think the two wing-backs we've lost uh, from last season, one's Ansaldi and the other one Farias, who never played. But it's true, we've it's, we've kind of gone seasons without a really uh, pure left-footed uh, wing-back on that side. So I think it's a good point you've made, and I think it's probably something we, we need to look at. But like you said, I, I just know the economics of the team, I think, one of those, and it would have to be Ina, I guess, would would, would have to make room. But and with one... it looks like, yeah, it looks like Ina or, or Voivoda playing there, kind of, yeah. And it's it's we're never going to be that well balanced. And with one year left on his contract as well, the conversations probably need to be had. If if the fee's not really worth it, it's not even a fee that you could buy a short term replacement for. You might as well just keep keep him him and around, and then that gives. I mean, he's probably not going to be too unhappy at being a free agent because that's going to increase the amount of money he's going to be able to get as a signing-on fee when he does move on next season. All right. Well, centre-back. Obviously, a massive departure was Bremer. Otherwise, the kind of quota of centre-backs last season, Itzo, Zima, Gigi, Rodriguez, Buongiorno, Orla. Most of them injured, uh, which going into the start of the season, I think Gigi... Um, and Zima will definitely be out the first few matches and Itzo and Bongiorno are also currently out. Um, this, well, first we need to replace replace Bremer for sure, whether we replace Bremer with one player or two players. Um, I think we'll probably need to bring in two centre-backs looking at kind of the injury profile of some of the ones we have. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about some of the names. We've, since we've been linked with a lot of names without ever getting particularly close to, to any of them. Yeah, so lucky. I think you mentioned earlier as well. There's been a lot of players who seem to have been sort of 99% done, and then that one percent takes three weeks to complete. And Jason Denier was probably the the one which seemed closest to happening. That was the rumours of that deal were coming out straight away after um, Bremer's departure. The, it seemed like a deal was going to get done for around 1.8 million. Uh, so wages in Italy are done as as net as well. So 1.8 million. Um, two million euros whereas now I think the latest I've heard is that he's looking for 2.5 million euros and he is not worth that even on a free transfer um I think that he's even talking might be going to um the Middle East and and maybe that will be clubs who will be willing to pay that I, I, I was a little bit wary of of this transfer link bear in mind that he left Leon, like a quite established European club who played in the in the Europa League Champions League and I was like well if Leon can find a deal to renew his contract though I'm not sure how Torino are going to um, the, I mean the shame with that is Denier is left footed I believe so he would have fit a little bit of balance in there um, but I suppose Bongiorno, Rodriguez don't really necessarily need another left footer um, and then the I think the most recent sort of centre back who's been linked is uh, from um my French pronunciation and it's going to be terrible here, but Vout Face. Um, and he, uh, he's another Belgian, isn't he? He's just, he is, into he's, Belgian. Belgian. He's, in, he's in the Belgian squad as well. So I think he plays for, is it Rem? Like, you can tell my, my French is even worse than my Italian. Um, but he, uh, and all I know about him, uh, is, uh, he, it's got, it's got cool hair. Um, very, very David Louise-esque. Um, but I think that's the sort of profile we should be looking at. It's again, a never seen him play. I'm not going to be one of those people who uh, sort of claims to have watched all of Liga games last season. I've never seen him play. Um, 
but to be in a Belgian squad um, at sort of relatively young age, whilst not playing for one of the established teams in, in France, would suggest he's got quite a little bit about him. I think his contract is renewing, is, is expiring next season, so that's why we might be able to get him a bit of a cheaper deal. Uh, it's a natural progression for the player to go from sort of probably the fourth or fifth best league in uh, in the world to to one of the established top three. Um, so I think I think that would be a move where it would make sense for for both parties. And let's face it, when when Dennis Pryor arrives, they can they can sort of form a little a little friendship of of Belgians. I think the interesting thing to centre backs we've not been linked with a single player who's in Italy. So we've clearly gone for a profile of maybe looking for uh, for a certain kind of physicality or a certain um, certain age bracket as well. But yeah, I, I, again, I'm not sure. The denier thing seems to be something Vagnetti had lined up. Obviously, slightly, uh, um, I associate denier with that kind of pretty bad loan spell at, at, at Sunderland and. I'm sure he's yeah. I'm sure he's gone on to become a much better player since. But I wasn't particularly, and you know when it, when it's kind of marketed as a direct replacement for Bremer, then yeah, you do start to wonder. I think we probably need to replace Bremer in quantity as well because we've saw Juric changing centre backs mid game. Um, uh, I just yeah, I, I think we the other thing with Bremer was very robust. He was the one who tended to start every match and finish every match. Um, there's talk of of Sole, through, I think, from um, uh, one of the Red Bull clubs. Yeah, Salz- Red Bull Salzburg. Salzburg. That, that, Salzburg. One's, that, that one's gone very quiet, which makes me think it's it's definitely out of our price budget. Yeah, and, and there's also a young player, young Dutch player from Ajax as well, who's at 12, 12 million seems. Uh, it seems unlikely. And also don't think clubs from that part of the world, um, maybe more selling clubs are, are, are going to, give us a loan plus option to buy things and, so and uh, my concern with with um shares from from Ajax uh, would be they've lost a center back this season to Manchester United and then would then be, and then if he still wouldn't get into their first team it does make me wonder like if you again Ajax massive european club but the Eredivisie is nowhere nowhere near the standard of Serie A. So if, if you don't, if they internally don't think that he could play regularly for them in a lower quality league, then could he come over to Italy and, and be sort of a an adamant, uh, an adequate replacement for for Bremer? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about that part of the pitch. I think the hope is that Zima would would co- like um like other players have in recent seasons that Zima would come in and and. And kind of be the leader of that defence because I don't see other leaders in there. I mean, Rodriguez is a kind of silent leader, I guess. But you know, Itso maybe it, a bit too maverick. Yeah. It's said to be a leader. Yeah, and Itso as well as a player who's you know every the last two seasons it's taken him the six months to almost start a game. He's not been someone who's the last two coaches have wanted, and is a little bit there by by kind of sticking around and being persistent. So I think I think if Itso was to stay. I'd be happy with just one signing, but one sort of a big sort of statement, sort of uh, somebody who's who's cost a fair bit of money and is, is a signing straight away for the first team because I don't want to. The, the key thing I wouldn't want to do is is hamper the development at Bongiorno. I think as I think he's uh, come out in the in the summer and said that his dream is to is to be captain of Torino, and I wouldn't be surprised at some point this season to see him wearing the captain's armband with not many sort of leaders around at least he's a player who's from the city a Torino fan so I wouldn't want to sort of overload that area where Bongiorno might not get would get even less time than he did last season he wouldn't be in my first choice back three even as the as the players that we've got now I think if if everybody was fit and we, we were playing to, tonight I'd, I'd be playing um, Itzo, Zima and Rodriguez probably um, well that- I mean, that's the way you sees it. It's Gigi and Zima on the right. It's Bongiorno and Rodriguez on the left and often change them in-game. And in the middle, we've got Zima, who's unfit. So yeah. for me, that goes to show we're missing two centre-halves. But I know Bongiorno can move across to the middle as well. But yeah, it's... Um, and I think it just looks like the profiler who we'll bring in is going to be a certain amount of risk associated with it as well. Um, 
Midfield. So Pobega and Mandragora have left. Pobega, I haven't seen much about him coming back. I think Milan will, will take a look at him. So, again, we look very threadbare here. There's, there's obviously Richie and Lukic are likely to be the starters. Um, Linetti is still hanging around. Sampdoria haven't brought him back yet. Um, Jacopo Segre is back from his loan. I just feel he's a little bit like a either a Richie or a Lukic light, really. And it's I, unlikely I, I, to stay. I, it's a shame we can't get him in the uh, Roma deal. He's such a, a big um, Paolo Di fan. fan. Yeah, he, he might be able to get another jersey for his collection. Um, uh, yeah, I think yeah, I, it's 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 if yeah, if you're if we're looking at playing a similar system to last year, then uh, we're definitely at least one body down, if if not two. Um, there has been Maggiore, as you mentioned, um, is a player that seemingly a deal was set up for and to me he looked like quite a practical piece of business um good age group back it's probably a little bit somewhere between Pobega and Mandragora in terms of characteristics um but seemingly Urich isn't that keen on that um and again there's not been that many players linked there was there was Casade the young player from Inter it was whispered as part of the Bremer deal but that's unlikely to happen Amrabat um a, seemingly is back in favour of Fiorentina and then there's a young this Ilkan from Besiktas who people are talking about like, being the next Maradona but the, the, the Turkish again, Modric I, the Turkish Modric but uh, th- that deal was seems to be um, signed and sealed four days ago and he's still not in Turin uh, and I just I wonder if A it's one of those ones where uh, yeah we'll, we'll mess it up or B we'll sign him and he'll turn out to be an absolute well, I was going to say a turkey, but <laughs> uh, well, again, I, d- I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to put my neck on the line, given my uh, possible Valentino throw part. Uh, but would the last Turkish three 0 player have been Hakan Shuka? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if we've had some kind of dodgy uh, short term loan in the Serie B days. Yeah, Turkish players don't. Yeah, don't tend to travel as widely as um yeah I can't I can't think of one no. but, um, my my concern we with this and to be honest it's the sort of the fact that Besiktas fans seem to be pretty angry at this at this deal because he's got a release a release clause of four point five million euros. Uh he's only eighteen and he wouldn't be obviously he's not gonna be signed for the starting eleven but I think he could be somebody in the squad and and sort of once he's up to, up to speed with Juric's uh, system, could be sort of somebody could be willing to give a go. My only concern with it is that I did see a rumour. I'm not sure. I only saw it on Twitter, so I'm not sure how sort of true it could be that Bayer Leverkusen were rumoured to be interested as well. And that's where the frustration of if you identify a player for a cheap fee or what you feel is a bit of a bargain, then do what you did with with Radonjic and just sign him straight away. Don't let anybody else get sort of a sniff and and if you if we now because we've been sort of messing around for three or four days to sort of try, I think they tried to negotiate the fee with Besiktas which is uh, almost embarrassing um, given the fact that they had a release clause which was relatively low if they then lose out to, to another side then it's going to be quite disappointing I think quite a few people on the and Torino Twitter are already quite excited so um I'm sure that's that's plenty of uh, pressure enough for an 18-year-old who's, who's never played outside of Turkey. No, I mean it's definitely it's definitely one to to look at, and if we don't sign him, yeah, I really hope it's not not one of those that'll come back to haunt us. But yeah, when he goes into the Ballon d'Or. But I mean, he's 18, and yeah, you know, got to be at least 25 to to be able to play in Serie A. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. Torino signed a player, a young player from Paris Saint-Germain today, who's 19, and He's seemingly only being considered for the youth team. Yeah. So, that is yeah, I do wonder if Ilkan arrives. Like, yeah, how brave we would be of um, pushing him towards the first team. But yeah, it, again, it looks like we criticise the club, but it looks like they kind of they potentially identified a very good young player. Um, but I do have my doubts there whether um, whether it will be pushed through. Uh, but I mean, going back to the mid, to kind of midfield, I just think it. Richie and, and Lukic are, are both kind of really nice players. 
Um, but there's definitely need for more lungs and legs in there, um, which Carol Linetti is not, not going to give us. So, so um, I hear I hear what you're saying there, Peter. You want us to make another move for Thomas Rincon? <laughs> Linetti, yeah, swap Linetti back for Rincon. I mean, ba- Bazelli's out of contract as well, so we we'll just bring you know, <laughs> bring the bring the dream the boy, team back together. Bring the lads back. Yeah. So, but anyway, should we get onto the um, the top end of the pitch? Where I guess we'll we'll talk about the striker separately, but if we talk about I guess the um, the, the the wide forward players or whatever we want to call them, uh, yeah. um, they, they have an, talk- an annoying habit in uh, in Italy to call them trequartistas. That they aren't trequartistas, are they? They're, they're basically well, wingers. Well, I deliberately they're wingers didn't who use play the term because yeah, yeah, some some of them are and some of them aren't. But so we, I would say Prior is a is a a trequartista and. Brekelo is a winger, but yeah, Demba in... Demba Sek is uh, definitely not a trade crisis through. So <laughs> no, uh, no, no, quite uh, quite clearly not. But um, he did score in preseason, though. I, I, not not giving up on Sek just yet. Although I, mean, I think I, I just think wrote out loan out here on my notes. Well, well having lost Piazza Brekelo and Prior, I think we're pretty well stocked in this area with uh, Milico, Sek, Ethera, and and Verdi. Oh, yeah. Um we have signed one player, um uh, uh Radanonic, who for me it just looks like he's gonna be the Brecolo mark two. He'll come in, score six goals, look quite good. Um and then he'll decide he wants to go play at a high level of football I, at the end of the I season. Do be- I do believe we've got a um a mandatory option on uh Radanovic. Yeah, we've had we've had them before, so um, <laughs> but yeah, I, the the feedback I've heard on him is that he's a little bit crazy. Um, but I think with Lukic as the captain inside Serbia in the World Cup, I think Juric is a sort of, of a coach from sort of a similar region. I think he could be one of our breakout stars. And I, I, I'll save it for later, but my um, I do have a little prediction or a season prediction. It does, does involve... Uh, Young Nemanja, so I will uh, I will save that for 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 the end of the pod as a little section. But um, I think, given the, I, I think Idera, Milico, and Verdi, I think we can just sort of, I think they will all not be at the club uh, come September. I think Verdi will, will hopefully. I it's a bit strange, Salernitana are thinking about signing Neil Morpe for twenty million euros, but aren't signing Simone Verdi, who basically kept them up last season. Um, so it's a little bit strange, but I think at some stage that will get done. Idera and Milico can be loaned out to Serie B. Idera is only on, only got one uh, year left on his contract anyway, so I think we'll never see him in a in a Torino shirt again. Uh, and then I think Sec, Sec, depending on who we get, the, I, I've wrote down here that we need three players in this position. Depending on whether we get those three players, if we only get two, I would keep Sec. If we get all three, then I think Sec could depart. Um, well, I think, so, yeah, I mean, set, set maybe kind of with the five subs be a kind of wild card who could play through the middle or yeah. play out wide. But if, you look, if you're looking at three, bearing in mind we've only got one at the moment. And if we think Pryor may come back, um, so the strong rumours, Moranchuk, um, with Ilkan, we seem to have signed in the other day. Gasparini has blocked players leaving Atalanta, but they have just signed Lookman today, um, which in theory, would liberate Moranchuk, but uh, there's still talk that, um, that that deal has kind of very much uh, been blocked. But it, there is a possibility that Pryor and Moranchuk will be two of those players. Uh, that would definitely be where the, the money is on. And the third player, the three we've been linked with, are Orsolini from Bologna, who, for me, if I look at the... Uh, if I, When I read Gazzetta and I see the starting lineup for Bologna next season, he's not in it. So I always find Orsolini... He's a little slow. I, 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 I don't know, I'm not completely sold by him. There's uh, Loriente from from Lorient, who I'm not sure is just one of those players we've we're kind of stringing along to make it look like we're, also, we've got options. He, has also, he also has also gone on strike to try and force through this <laughs> move, which might not be the sort of character you want to, to sign for Torino <laughs> because if he does well, it's not going to be long before he's on strike here yeah. either. Uh, the one I think we may sign is Vlasic from West Ham uh, with being another uh, Croatian player and, and possibly 
it's it's a deal where like Pryor, where the Premier League club is going to look for for money in the best deal. But when they get towards the end of the transfer window, which is very frustrating because we will start the season once again. You know, we're jeopardising our whole season by bringing in players three or four w- weeks in and who've not been trained to the, to the kind of Eurich method. But um, but that's seemingly the area we are most active. And I think, yeah, two or three players will come in. And it also wouldn't surprise me if there is one very good signing uh, we're not expecting in that area. So I'm a little bit more optimistic than for the other areas. Um, kind of conscious of time, Rob. So... On the centre forwards, I think it's fairly simple. We've got Pellegrini and Sanabria. Zaza should leave. Yeah. Um, you and I would both like to see a Bellotti replacement. Also, Pellegrini, we just, Sanabria, too many, also with all of his travelling to South America, it's just, he can't sustain being the number nine for the whole season. He doesn't score enough goals. Pellegrini, um, anything we get from him will be a bonus with his fitness record. So, again, uh, we haven't been linked that many players. There's Musa Barrow from Bologna, who's kind of somewhere who can play across the front three rather than being a real out-and-out scorer. Um, Shomradov from Roma, maybe the player we signed to let them sign Belotti, funnily enough. And um, Dovbik, we talked about at the end of last season. I haven't heard anything no. about him coming since then. He, and uh, I did see him. I did see him play a little bit in the uh, World Cup playoff against Scotland, and, and after missing two absolute cities, he then did, then did score. Um, so maybe he he looked a little bit too good then, which means he won't be going to Torino because a, a team with a bit more ambition might actually go and go and sign him. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely, I would not feel comfortable even if Zaza stays that we kept our front three as Sanabria. I certainly wouldn't be comfortable if Zaza stays. So. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, again, I, th- I mean, I would be a mate. I think Zaza. I'm, I'm surprised he's not gone to sort of a Monza or Cremonese. I think Sassuolo probably makes a lot of sense for him, especially if they've lost lost Gamaka. There's talk about Raspadori going as well. Zaza's done actually quite well there. I, and again, I, I do think we he scored some very important goals for for Torino, and he didn't really uh, get an opportunity much last season. That's not to say that I want him to stay, but I think. I wouldn't be surprised if he went on to another side and did well. Um, but I, I think as his age, as he's getting on a little bit now, I don't think he's going to be a starter for a sort of a team looking to, to be in the top half of the table. All right. Well, I think we've identified probably eight signings we need. Yeah, uh, yeah four, I've got five, I've, I've got four, seven. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I think you've, you've talked me into that we need two centre-backs. So I think it's eight. Eight so, and then five, possibly five, five sales. I mean, it's not a lot of, the Zazalinetti, Verdi Segre, if you want to count Edera. Um, but it's not actually there's not actually too much to ship out um compared to past seasons. So fingers I'll, crossed. I'll go I'll go for my prediction of the of the season. Um it is that Nemanja Radonic will be a breakout star at left wing back. That's your uh, well, so then we need it. Then so we need he, a, we need four. Uh, four, no, because Sek will stay. Sek will stay. Radonjic will. I think in a way. So, I think. Um, yeah. So in the same way that Juric um, tried to play Dennis Pratt as, as a right wing back, I think there. I, I saw in the interview when when Radonjic signed that he can play at left wing back. I think actually, if we sign the three, Trey or attacking midfielders, um, if we sign the three of them, I, I can't see Radonjic being one of the main two. So I, th- I think actually that would allow him space. And he's a very attacking option on that side. I think he did very similar things with Lazovic at um, Hellas, who was uh, previously a winger and then sort of moulded into a wing-back. So that is my that's my suggestion. I think he'll have a good season, but will play more as a wing-back than as a attacking midfielder. Do you want to know my prediction? Yeah, let's go for it. That... By the first of June next year, Juric, neither Juric, Vanyati or Cairo will be at Torino. Wow, that is a big shout. Have you, you, have you I, secretly won the Euro Millions and uh, you're, you're planning a, a coup? I I wouldn't surprise me if Vanyati was kind of let go between the two transfer windows. Oh, I, that, I, think, I, I, I would put good money on that. Uh, I, I think I Juric, think... I don't know how many more, I don't know how many more kind of, yeah, tantrums Juric will be able to get away with, especially if... Um, depending on how the team does. And I said, Cairo is just so silent. I do wonder if it'll be a sale. And if you sell the club, well, anyway, they'll they'll change everything. So that, uh, you know, even if Juric 
is still there. They, usually a new owner brings in a new coach, but yeah, it's like a wild prediction, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Fagnetti was left, was unemployed uh, come sort of September or October. I don't think there's many industries in which you can talk, call your, your effectively your boss an asshole, an asshole um, and sort of still get, still be employed. But I think the necessity is you can't really get rid of your sporting director in, in one of the limited windows you have to make signings. Well, I think Juric um, should probably be happy to do that job himself. So. Yeah, I think he, he thinks he's Alex Ferguson. Um, yeah. but anyway, but, uh, should we? Um, yeah, so should we look at the first few fixtures because holidays dictate that we probably yeah. won't reappear until post uh, post Lazio game, which is week two. So there's yeah, three but, fixtures um, before then. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm traveling uh, around Ireland for two weeks, so I will probably most likely even miss the games against uh, Monza and Lazio. Although, just in case anybody is listening and knows any uh, bars in. Galway or Galway for the Monza game and Dublin for the uh, Lazio game. There's any bars that will definitely be showing uh, Torino games, then, then let me know because I might be able to uh, somehow find my way into a pub to watch one of those games. But yeah, so we've got three games until um, the next part, I would imagine. So it's Palermo in the Coppa Italia, which is on Saturday, I believe. And then we've got uh, Monza away, which I have concerns about because Monza are one of those sides who have um as a newly promoted side especially have showed a little bit of um a little bit of, sort of ambition and have spent quite a bit of money um and then we've got Lazio at home so predictions of, of points from those do you think well firstly do you think we'll progress in the Coppa Italia and predictions uh, of points uh, for the two games I'm worried about the Coppa Italia because of the amount of injuries and how incomplete our squad is Palermo have in a bit of toy- turmoil themselves with the the coach change recently. I really hope for a run in the Coppa Italia, I hope we take it seriously. So I'd be absolutely gutted if we don't win that. But I do I do have a bit of a nasty feeling it might go to extra time and penalties. As, um, it, and it, as it did last season. As it did with Cremonese last season. And we, Monza, and we didn't look very good either. No, we looked terrible. Um, Monza, I don't really like playing promoted teams too early in the season because they've got that sense of momentum. Although I do feel they've changed possibly too much of their squad. I'm not that impressed with the business they've done. But there is you know, there, are, there is talk of them bringing in Icardi and all sorts of people. Um, so they're going to be an interesting one to watch. I think that'll be a, a tricky game because I think the two teams will be work in progress. Wouldn't surprise me if it was a score draw. Uh, Lazio might not be a bad time to play them um, I think we'll draw both our first two games and I'll be brave and say we'll scrape through in the Coppa Italia um, but I don't think we'll see the real three now until around uh, weeks weeks four or five which also means the Cremonese away game will be uh, yeah be hard to call wow. I will uh, uh, yeah I'll, I'll be optimistic so we'll, we'll progress in the Coppa Italia and I'll go for, I think we'll win one, lose one. So I'll, I think it, that would still give us one more point than, than predicted. So I think that would be an okay yeah. start. Have you allowed for the Chiro Immobile 94th minute penalty in the I al- home game? I always do, to be honest. That's always a constant concern. But, well, it's been, um, it's been good to have been back. It's been therapy for you um, and uh, possibly for me too. And uh, I guess the squad will look, well, we thought it would look very different when we left the last part and it hasn't really. But I think by the next part in a few weeks, uh, we'll get a better feeling of where this team's going and kind of where the club wants to go. But well, on that note, we will see you in a couple of weeks. And forza toro. Forza toro.